Welcome to the fourth episode of Under the Cover, your bookish relatable podcast. We're your hosts. My name is Nora. And I'm Haley. And today on our fourth episode of the podcast, we're going to talk to you a little bit about our most anticipated new releases of 2022. I'm very much looking forward to 2022, if only so I could read more books. Of course. I have so many books on my shelves that I haven't read, and yet I have a huge list of anticipated releases this year. So rest in peace, my wallet. How do you think the months leading up to a new release affects the amount of expectation you have for the book? Honestly, sometimes can be good and other times bad to have really high expectations for a book that's coming out. Leading up to it, that's all I can think about. I just want it mm. in my hands right away. And so I'll pre-order it. And sometimes I'll actually start thinking, uh, maybe I shouldn't pre-order it because going to the bookstore and grabbing it would be a lot faster. I'll have it on the day of release. There's calculations that go into this. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, um, it's a whole mind map in your mind. Like, what is the most efficient way that will bring me the most joy of buying this book? Because you've exactly. waited months for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's most joy of buy- buying this book compared to have it in my hands the soonest after its release. And then... I get the book in my hands and sometimes I am still super excited and I still have really high expectations of the book and I go right into it. Other times my really high expectations and all of the excitement and anticipation to the minute before I have it in my hands just somehow catch up to me all at once. And I am horrified of opening this book because I don't want to be disappointed. Sometimes it's not really about how good a book really is. It's about how what your expectations are like if you have super high expectations that book needs to be perfect or else you know nothing nothing less than perfection would be enough other times if I don't have really high expectations I could read an okay book and think it's great because when you don't have any expectations you get surprised and you're delighted by that surprise but when you do have expectations like well you have a minimum threshold and if that threshold isn't met you're like oh no I enjoyed it but it wasn't enough when I think about anticipation there were books that I didn't talk about in our 2021 year in review the wrap-up because by the time we'd recorded that episode I had like a huge sort of sprint in order to hit my reading goal which I actually ended up doing so I I read 100 books that's awesome Um, Yes, yes, I'm very proud of myself. I did that in uh, like a week. So I was amazed. It was a book a day or sometimes more than a book a day. Yeah, I think I averaged about a book and a half a day or something. uh, And I sort of burnt out (laughs) a little bit. But I read Cytonic, which is one of my most anticipated releases for last year. It was really good. And now I'm going to have even more anticipation for the fourth Mm. book of that series. I feel like the anticipation is key because you're looking forward to it, but sometimes it can kind of be like a downfall. It definitely, that anticipation can paralyze you. But like you said, it just shows how much we love it. And eventually we'll get over that fear. I have finally also started Cytonic and I'm loving it. So it just, it takes a while, but we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. but- I mean, it only took us like, what, a, a month? a month and a half to start the book finally after we bought it I I bought it on release day I pre-ordered it same (laughs) but that's not even that's not even the worst we've done last year because remember Redemptor 
Oh yeah, yeah. I, I still haven't read read it. That's like what six months. You know, so it sometimes it takes a while, but we'll get there. Yeah, Um, Redemptor isn't even on my January list. Me neither. Actually, this kind of leads me to a question. So with Redemptor, do you think it would help if you read the previous book? So read Ray Bearer and then uh, moved on to Redemptor. And do you do that usually? Do you read the previous books in a series before picking up your anticipated release or not? I usually don't. So I'm the type of person that usually I don't reread books if I'm going to read the next book that's uh, come out in a series yeah I'd never really done that before when I was reading by myself and then I obviously I discovered uh, the book community and I was like oh so rereading is a thing like immediately months after because I would wait years mm-hmm. and then reread the books once I've forgotten a lot about it and it, it would only be a select books because like once a few years have passed you have a different set of experiences and when you reread a book that you really enjoyed it gives you a different appreciation for it right there is this culture of rereading books in a series after a new one has been released and yeah that was really surprising to me and the first time I did that was with Cytonic I reread Skyward the first book in the series I reread the second book in the series and I was actually really surprised that I enjoyed it as much as I did the first time Mm -hmm. even though I'd only read them in April and I reread them again in November like that was really surprising for me I normally don't do that and I don't think I'm going to do that okay in the future (laughs) yeah it's going to be like on a one-off basis Mm. if I reread Raber would it make me want to read Redemptor probably maybe yeah I'm on a little bit of the same boat I didn't used to reread books in the past definitely not when I was a teenager um when I got to university I didn't have time to read as much and then I had my select favorites and so it was a lot easier to reread a book than to immerse yourself in a whole new world and try to understand it because I usually read fantasy I did start rereading around that time but I have a select number of series that I can count on one hand that I would reread. Other than that, I've never reread another book and I haven't reread a book in years now. So it's not something I do and it's not something I'd be able to do, even if there was a book that I am very excited that's coming out soon. I wouldn't reread the book before it. I would just jump into it, hope for the best. I kind of put it on the author to make sure that I'm caught up uh, with the book before and reminded of what happened in the book before so yeah see I like I like that the authors puts like reminders of what happened in the previous books but when you read a a series in order without taking a break that ends up being a little bit annoying there has to be a healthy balance like absolutely not too much regurgitating of information that happened previously I like the subtle reminders that are kind of if you've read the first book it'll spark that memory but anyone who is reading it who hasn't read the book before wouldn't have a clue what's going on that's what I mean by subtle like it's oh, not yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not a whole retelling of what happened in the previous book <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah yeah I enjoyed that I think even my favorite books I, I don't think I have any books that I've reread three four times 
Mm. within the span of a short period of time I sometimes mark certain chapters or certain like passages that I've reread a lot the last Harry Potter but Deathly Hallows there was a scene that I absolutely loved and I think I read that so much and I was so looking forward to it when they adapted it on screen and it disappointed me because of how much I reread it um yeah and so I have scenes like that, but not not whole books. Mm. Okay, understandable. Great. Have you ever stalked an author for updates? Um, yes, a handful. <laughs> you have? Of, yeah, a handful of authors, not many. Usually, I'll try to put it out of my head if I, because when I think about something and I'm really anticipating a book, that's all I think about. So sometimes I try not to feed that by stalking the author. Other times I can't help it. So. Yeah, I have. <laughs> yeah, stalking authors is normally not my thing because uh, they, they can be like a positive and a negative to that because for some authors, they find it a lot of pressure if re- a lot of their readers are consistently like, when is the book coming out? When is the book mm-hmm. coming out? Like mm-hmm. George R. Martin, that's the author, right, of Game of Thrones. Yeah. So many people are waiting for him to finish his series. Yeah, I quietly stalk. I've never just messaged an author to ask about when a book is coming out I usually am stalking their updates because some authors will post regular updates in different places those are the ones I'm stalking Brandon Sanderson comes to mind because he's an absolute beast machine I do not know how he does it Uh, he's probably the only author I've ever actually created a Twitter account for just to (laughs) follow his updates this is how much I was looking forward to Cytonic being released okay Mm -hmm. I needed to know what happened and when he would come out I understand that's how I feel about his other book that's being released this year that I'll talk about in a little bit I also did that with uh, Michael Sullivan Mm because I really really wanted and I still really really want the fifth book in the prequel series of right. revelations the Ryra chronicles i still want it <laughs> so and he does post updates sometimes on goodreads so i'll go to his books and he'll have one comment but that's his that he updates regularly so that's how i find out oh interesting what is your most anticipated release of 2020 2022 i almost said 2021 <laughs> <laughs> um the one I just have to pick one yes pick one and then obviously I know that you have a list but pick Mm. the one that you're most looking forward to um the lost metal by Brandon Sanderson oh okay yeah obviously we mentioned Brandon Sanderson yeah (laughs) how long have you been waiting for that one like it's it's in a series is this Mm -hmm. is a seventh book in a series yes uh three years but I think other people who read his who discovered his books before me have been waiting longer I'm not surprised that you picked that one if I had to pick one out of my list I don't Mm -hmm. know I think V. Schwab Gallant's yeah because I like V. Schwab yeah I'm just excited to read another YA fantasy by her okay because I was gonna say you haven't read all of her books Yep. No, no, no. I have a lot of her books. Have mm. I even read any of her YA fantasy? I don't think I have. I've read The Invisible Life of Adil Rue, Vicious, A Gathering of Shadows, but those are all adult books. They're all adult, yeah. I think her okay. uh, YA fantasy is The Savage Song or A Savage Song or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't read that either, but I love her adult books, so yeah. I do love her adult books. I think what I'm 
really interested to see is because I haven't read any of that young adult books before is how much it differs because when mm. I read Gathering of Shadows it kind of did have a little bit of a YA feel mm. and so I'm interested to to know how she differentiates between the, the two genres yeah I guess you'll find out very soon it comes out in the first half of the year first quarter of the year so. yeah it comes out in March and it's absolutely gorgeous the Waterstones mm-hmm. copy see how stenciled ed- edges now I have to look that up I will be looking this up after because the Canadian copy is very pretty I just think that the UK in general has nicer covers <laughs> yeah I'm really happy that I live in the UK <laughs> and I'm very jealous <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to go through the list of your yes. most anticipated releases this year mm-hmm. hit us with the first one after gallant i do have another ya book on there don't have many ya books that i'm looking forward to all my rage by sabah tahir it's a ya historical slash contemporary fiction at least that also what goodreads says mm-hmm. i haven't read anything by her but i know her ember in the ashes series is mm-hmm. people just love it so um I also love Ember in the Ashes so I'm really looking forward to you reading it I thought it was a great series I didn't finish the whole thing because I read it just before I went to university and then I wasn't reading for so long then so sadly mm-hmm. but I hope you love interesting. it interesting and Ember in the Ashes was the only book to ever make me feel like I wanted to start a reading blog after reading it oh okay yeah. high bar yeah high bar I don't have as many young adults on my list either and actually the only two that I do have are so the first um YA fantasy book that I do have is a sequel of one that I loved reading in 2021 it's bookmarked by Tracy Dion which is the sequel of Legendborn and mm-hmm. Honestly, I felt like the first book ended on a little bit of a cliffhanger, so I have been dying to get my hands on this book. And there are so many themes and ideas that are explored in the first book that I thought were so important to talk about, and I've never really um, seen a book discuss them before, especially not a YA book. So I'm really I'm curious to see how she carries those themes through into the second book as well. And that's coming out uh, end of the year, right? November? Yeah, in November. I don't want to wait that long, but it got pushed up back <laughs> twice, I believe. Sadly. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. That's always disappointing. But like yeah. a lot of a lot of things have been pushed back, like movies, books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, COVID. Oh, you know what? Legendborn is own voices, right? Mm-hmm. I did right. try to make a conscious decision to ha- read more own own voices books, and I do naturally tend to gravitate towards books that are more diverse. It's just really good to be able to read about a marginalized character by an author who is part of that same community because yeah. they're gonna know their character better than anyone else. That's true, and it's um, at least for me, I feel like it's easy for me to relate. Not easy, but. I feel seen when I read those books, which I think is also very important. It's a lot harder for authors of color and authors of minority groups to get their books out there and get the word out there. And so it's great that so many people now are putting more conscious effort into reading those types of books specifically. I do have a few on my list as well, but I feel like there's definitely so many more out there that I could be accessing and hopefully we'll get to. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, definitely. Mm-hmm. The book that is being released the soonest mm-hmm. um, is called Dead Silence by S.A. Barnes. And that's in February and is an adult sci-fi. 
I'm really looking forward to it because I've not read anything by this author before. I've not heard of this author before. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cover looks really good. Usually, as you know, I like to go into my books blind. So I don't know anything about what to expect. Yeah, so I have zero expectations, which is definitely how I like to go into mm-hmm. it. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird contrast of having zero expectations. But also, this is like one of my most anticipated reads. That's awesome. And it's coming out soon, which is so nice because a lot of the books on my list, maybe both of our lists are not coming out till a little bit later in the year. Um, The soonest one for me that comes out is February. Um, This Woven Kingdom by Tahirin Mafi, which speaking of own voices is an own voices book because it's described as an epic romantic trilogy inspired by Persian mythology, which I think sounds sounds amazing. She wrote on the Shatter Me series, which I didn't love, but I did love Kenji and I will do anything for Kenji. So if there's a Kenji-like character in this book, I cannot wait to meet them. And it's a YA fantasy again, which seems to be a genre she's comfortable writing in. So um, I have not necessarily high expectations, but I'm very excited to get this book. I have another book coming out in February that I am really looking forward to, and that is Crescent City 2, which oh my I know is a why shock is for you. On, why I is know. this on your list? <laughs> Let me explain. So I am not a big fan of Sarah J. Moss's writing, but she, yeah, always, has, shocking. <laughs> she always has a couple of characters that I just can't help but get invested in. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know how she does it. I don't know why I'm invested in the characters, even though I don't like the story or the writing. I can't explain it. And I read Crescent City to in 2020, actually, end of 2020. And I listened to it because at the time I was driving a lot long distances. And the narrator was fantastic. That narrator put so much emotion into the way she read that book that just, I don't know. So I can't really say if it's the writing. So you're saying that it's not the writing, it's the narration. <gasps> that that's terrible. what you're saying. That's what but I you feel. Know what? You know what? That's, that's kind of like the similar uh, theory behind, you know, how there's a song that you don't like and then you see the choreography for it and then it sort of suddenly brings the song alive because you see the visual element so yeah. you basically it's kind of like the opposite the visual element is not doing enough for you and mm-hmm. you combine it with the audio auditory experience and suddenly it's alive yeah maybe because I cried at the end of that book um, oh wow okay yeah. <laughs> see I still have that on my shelf and I haven't read it <sighs> I am 47% into, what's the book called again? Uh, a Quarter of Silver a qu- Flames. Yes, A Quarter of Silver f- Flames. And no, I, I, I don't think I'm going to finish it. <laughs> a Quarter of Silver going- Flames is like her worst book. Okay. Her worst book after A Quarter of Thorns and Roses, because A Quarter of Thorns and Roses was bad, you guys. I have a book on my list that you might be like, why are you looking forward to this book? Book of Night by Holly Black is coming mm-hmm. out in May. First adult fantasy mm-hmm. book that she's releasing. She's kind of cemented herself in the young adult fantasy world. Right? She's had multiple books. She's had the Cruel Prince series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Which you've read and didn't like. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think, again, I don't like her writing. I went into the book expecting this epic romance because that's what I was promised. And there yeah. was no romance in that book. And sometimes that's fine, but the expectations 
were that there would be something and the characters had zero chemistry there it was about it was well done from the side of maybe politics I would say but that's it the book I feel the same about romance I feel like if it's forced then I'm like no this is unnecessary but if the sparks are already there then I'm like just rooting for it and I'm sort of the opposite like I I appreciate romance in adults I rather than not be any romance in young adult books that I read okay yeah because often enough I think it's like I understand why there is because obviously like it's it's often about teenagers and things like that and like teenagers are very impressionable and it's a time where they have a lot of emotions and things like that so it just naturally makes sense but often for me it doesn't end up having a lot of depth mm, fair enough it's hard to do that with a YA book it makes sense yeah do you have any other books that are coming out soon in the year so mm. most of mine are like in the first half of the year that's nice <laughs> Yeah, a lot of mine are spread out. Um, I have two in November, which was Bloodmarked by Tracy Dion and The Lost Battle by Brandon Sanderson, which is, uh, like I said, my most anticipated read of the year. And then I have a couple of books that um, were new authors for me that I discovered in 2021. And they have books coming out this year that I'm really looking forward to. The first is Part of Your World by Abby Jimenez, who wrote um, The Friend Zone. I remember that I actually read that based on your recommendation and I enjoyed it but I believe I didn't enjoy it as much as you did yeah I think so I also did go into it completely blind and I was hit with something completely unexpected and I feel like that made me connect to it a lot more so oh okay yeah I love it when that happens yeah so so again I'm not looking into anything at all that has to do with part of your world I'm trying to go into it completely blind again and see if I if it has the same effect yeah and And it's a rom-com it is it's an adult rom-com which is probably one of your favorite genres weirdly I never read a single rom-com book until um December of 2020 and somehow now my shelf is half rom-coms. <laughs> I, don't know I think that's so funny because on my list, there's only one rom-com and it's The No-Show by Beth O'Leary. Um, and I've added that because I absolutely loved the flat share to bits. It was an emotional, romantic, funny contemporary and I just loved it. It had a little bit of a unique sort of concept too because when you think about the one bed trope you think about two people sharing one bed right but the the flat share at the same time (laughs) they were like sharing it but also not sharing it so that was really funny and I'm expecting something similar from the no-show and just the name the no-show it's like someone not showing up somewhere I I don't trying not to have too many expectations but I'm, I'm looking forward to it yeah um, not having too many expectations. I understand needing to protect yourself that, like that. Um, that's how I'm feeling about Husband Material, which is by Alexis Hall and the sequel to uh, Boyfriend Material. It's also a rom-com, um, an adult rom-com that comes out in August. And I loved um, Boyfriend Material, mostly because I didn't know what to expect going in. And the humor was just top notch. And you know how important humor is in books to me. So. And boyfriend material that was set 
uh, in England or in Britain. Yes. I can't imagine where it's going. So I'm trying not to put any expectations on it going in a certain direction. So I'm not disappointed when I read it. I love how she's sticking with like the same sort of naming mm-hmm. system, boyfriend material, then husband material. I'm really curious on how she's diff- she's going to differentiate what makes someone boyfriend material and then what makes someone husband material because I feel like you want you want to have both qualities in, in right. one. <laughs> Yeah, I think okay, it's more yeah. about what happens in the book. Like, they're going to get married is what I'm assuming. Okay, yeah. Uh, well, uh, hopefully she also explores this as well. Mm. Maybe it's just the na- you know. maybe it's just a marketing thing. Like, okay, let's just name the book Husband <laughs> here right now. I'm just thinking too deeply about it. I mean, I'll let you know in August. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in six months. Thank you. <laughs> so I don't have anything in six months' time, but I have three books in april so the no show that was in april too Hmm. um and the next one in april is a sequel and it's the only sequel on the list and i've put it there specifically because i'm currently reading the infinity courts by akemi don bowman and i'm quite enjoying it and it's a it's an own voices book as well so it's a ya fantasy getting towards the end now i'm like 60 pages away from the end a little bit frustrated but the world is really good so I'm really enjoying the world building in it Mm -hmm. and I'm looking forward to how she's going to I don't think she'll be able to wrap it up in the next 60 pages so obviously it's going to carry on in the Genesis war in April which is in four months time and how am I going to wait four months I'll be chopping at the bits by then that's my struggle with reading series that aren't completed yet there's always pain at the end of that book (laughs) Yeah. So you have to wait and waiting sucks yeah well that is two books at least that's our own voices that i'm going to be reading mm-hmm. between now and april oh that's awesome um i think the last book on the list for me is um fair fair lane by michael j sullivan which needs no introduction on this podcast since he is basically all I talk about. It's the second book in the Rise and the Fall series, which fills in the space between his first series and the second. There's 3,000 years in between them. And this is talking, this will kind of tell us the story of the second thousand years. None of Michael J. Sullivan is on my January TBR. I need to make sure that I read the Ryria Chronicles. That's how you say it, right? Mm-hmm. The last one that I have... She Needs No Introduction, Hafsa Faisal, the author of the beloved We Hunt the Flame duology. Is that what the duology is called? Um, no, it's called something else, but uh, the Arawia land, something like that. I can't remember sure. Mm. Sands of Arawia. The Sands of Arawia? Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. I'm just going to call it We Hunt the Flame duology because, mm-hmm. you know. No one's going to know. <laughs> no one's going to know. So it's another YA fantasy by her. And it's called A Tempest of Tea. And she actually, I believe she teased a little bit of this on either Twitter or her Instagram uh, several months ago. Yeah, people were really, really excited for it. I think um, the only reason I found out, because obviously I don't follow her on um, anything I don't believe I do. I should, but I don't spend any time on Twitter or any other social media except for maybe TikTok. Uh, so <laughs> uh, I th- this information is being fed to me by my dear friends. 
so a tempest of tea is what it's called which interesting name another YA fantasy and after this success of her duology which I am ashamed to say I still haven't read because it's one of my anticipated five stars that I feel like I don't mm. want to disappointed I don't want to be disappointed in reading mm -hmm. and I tried to start it and then I just basically just kept kept pushing it off for the fear that it was going to disappoint me I mean I need to sort of get it get over that and just read read the duology because so I haven't heard a single person say anything bad about it mm. Um, I understand that completely. I I know that sometimes when we have a book built up in our head so big, wanna ruin that. But I will tell you that even though I did love that duology, it didn't make it. It didn't quite make it to five stars for me. I don't oh, know if that you. helps. Thank <laughs> okay. you, thank you. That helps so much, so much. Like now, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm good. This would be disappointed anyway. Let's just read it, you know. <laughs> that's the trick that's the trick um but definitely I'm also really looking forward to her new book because I remember her talking about it I was on one of her lives on TikTok or Instagram or something and it yeah. sounded it sounded amazing so I can't wait yeah well it's in all the way in November so you're gonna have a long wait for that one I have five books coming out in November that I really want to read so yay me Ooh. I guess busy <laughs> half of the year second mm -hmm. half of the year mm -hmm. I have a busy first half of the year and that's not even including so I, the reason why I tried not to put too many books on mm -hmm. the list for me is because I have a lot of books physical books I haven't read so I'm going to prioritize those and not try not to buy too many although mm -hmm. we always say you know money doesn't buy happiness but you know you can always buy another, another book so that's I can't get away from that <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's our motto in life um yeah we shouldn't be it should be something else but, yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with it being the motto because you know what buying books really does bring happiness it's just a fact so I think that's our list for the year we do have a few other honorable mentions that we'll probably be posting as a list in the description so look for that yeah, so all of the books that we've uh, talked about uh, for the most anticipated uh, of 2022, they will all be listed in the episode description and we will include some honorable mentions as well. A few so a few that I didn't get to include and I, many more that you didn't get to include, Nora, in yes. order to keep, the, to keep it short. Yeah, we didn't want to just ramble on about books for an hour uh, even though actually we do want that we just didn't want that for you <laughs> <laughs> but to close off the episode as we've promised we do have an underrated recommendation yes we do have a hidden gem this was a book that I it was absolutely one that I didn't really expect much from I'm pretty sure I read it on Kindle Unlimited, but I don't think it's av available on there anymore. Um, I ended up buying a physical copy of it. That's how much I loved. It's the first book in a series and it's called Radiance by Grace Draven. I loved the first book. I didn't love the second book as much, oh. but you don't have to read the second. Okay. Um, the first book ends on a cliffhanger, but... If you don't care about the story and just and you just care about the two main characters because their relationship is adorable, mm -hmm. uh, then you can read it. So it's a paranormal sort of 
fantasy. It says on Goodreads that it's a new adult book, which I kind of agree with. So it's not too sort of explicit. So I don't think it's YA. It should be, should be classified as new adults. And I'm going to say this. It's sort of enemies to lovers. <laughs> All right. Now everyone's yeah. interested. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you're, now your interest is peaked. <laughs> they end up having an arranged slash kind of forced marriage mm-hmm. where they have to sort of get... Um, what's the what i'm sorry to interrupt your thought process but what's the fantasy element are they fae is that a, another fae book i'm just wondering no they're not fae so it's 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 human and another race that's sort of kind of like elves but in in the books they're not called elves okay but they have similar features to elves so it's not it's not it's not fae I, I even though i know a lot of people love fae i was just curious yeah okay okay interesting mm-hmm I know you didn't love the second book, but is there more than that? Or is it just a duology? There is more than that. So um, actually, the series hasn't completed. Uh, There is a third book. And not only is there a third book, there are also novellas as well. Wow. Um, And interestingly enough, they all they're all of the books are very highly rated on Goodreads. Like they're for Mm -hmm stars and 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 above like the average rating i will be reading the third book now actually because i'm just kind of curious what happens in the story um the the fourth book hasn't hasn't been published yet okay okay that's amazing thank you for sharing i know you've mentioned that to me before and i do have it in the back of my head somewhere because um it sounds like something that would be great to get me out of a reading slump so yeah. if I'm and you know reading, why yeah. you know you know why it's great it has one of my favorite things amazing banter like the mm-hmm. banter yes, in this in in this book is out of this world ridiculous okay it's so good amazing can't wait thank you for sharing I think that concludes our episode for the day I hope everyone uh enjoyed and found some books to maybe add to your anticipated um releases of the year for 2022 yeah. and if we missed any and you want to let us know of some books that we haven't talked about please let us know and subscribe and leave us a review on whatever platform you're using we would love to hear what your thoughts are about the episodes we've released so far Mm -hmm. thank you for tuning in